Blog Talk Radio. Ooh, yeah, brother. <laughs> We're back. Took a week off, recharged our batteries, and I am Juan Alamán here with you with Mr. Tony Lamar. Tony? What's up, people? I'm ready. I'm all excited about TV. TV. Now, it's not that big guys sit around and watch a lot of TV, but guess what? We did, especially in the 1980s. I sat around watching consistently lots of TV, and tonight we're going to talk about one year in particular, and that is 1988. Tony, do you have a lot of memories of 1988? Well, 1988 was a year that turned 18. I was in junior college that I paid for myself. That uh, I was trying to be a good guy, you know, just you know, had a little trouble in '97, '87. We're not, we're not going to talk about that, but I tried <laughs> to be on straight and narrow. Uh, this is the year I found I was going to become a father. <laughs> so, and that got you on the straight and narrow, I bet. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of funny because um, I was the type of person that went out a lot, but I guess I was rules of '88. There's only a few that I was actually watching like a lot. And so it is kind of interesting as we go through these these shows, and it, it it's bringing back memories going through them. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about them in in particular. So I'm ready to rock and roll. So why don't you start us off? All right. What we wanted to talk about tonight again, of course, is television programs from 1988. But here's the catch. Here's our rule. It only had to be airing in 1988. Didn't have to start in 1988 or anything like that. So we're not making it too difficult to come up with a lot of different programs. And one I wanted to talk about that actually did start in 1988 was The Wonder Years. Great program. Uh, Fred Savage was my age and uh, or, yeah, just about my age, I think. And I and I remember thinking, wow, this kid has it made. Oh, as an actor? As an actor, yes. I mean, to be a teenager – have your own program, you're growing up in front of everybody. I mean, now looking back on it, you're thinking, man, that's a disturbing thing that you grew up in front of everybody and went from this little kid to a a teenager in front of everybody's eyes growing up. You know, it's, it, it is a little bit surreal to think about it, but thinking, but as a teenager, I was thinking, man, I would love that life. And and then the program itself was wonderful. All the great music they had on it, all of um, the feeling that came with, with the program, and of course Daniel Stern being the the narrator helped it a lot because it was a really good program. I wasn't into the one years. My brother was big on it. That's the only way I know about the show because when he watches, he just he just loved the music. Everything you're touching on, he he mentioned that how much he liked the show. Uh, and it's kind of funny that you see yourself as an actor back in '88. I actually was totally out of that. I was trying to stop wanting to be an actor because I was in junior college and I was taking a class on acting. I was taking acting classes in, in college, right? I was trying to continue mm-hmm. drama, but I had such a bad experience with that in, that teacher that it got me. I don't want to do acting anymore because he was always talking about what he. My instructor was like. We're gonna do a report on my play. It was all about what he put on the, you know, on the map, his play. So, I I lost interest in it. So I for from '88 
until I would say honestly, ninety six, I was not interested in acting, performing, anything like that. I was all being a dad, trying to do the right thing. I had a job at the major airlines, and I wasn't even thinking about that kind of stuff. So I did watch a lot of TV, and one of the shows I did watch was Roseanne. Ah. <laughs> And Roseanne did start in 88. And the only reason why I watched Roseanne because I saw her on the, uh, on the Rodney Dangerfield show. That's when I first yes. saw Roseanne. Is it that Catch a Rising Star? Was it? Say again? Was it Catch a Rising Star? It was one of Dan, uh, Rodney Dangerfield specials. That's the first time okay. I ever saw her. Because she kept mm-hmm. calling herself like a domestic goddess. And I like Roseanne. I, I like Roseanne up to, I think, almost the last year when things started acting all weird. And I didn't even watch the season finale of that show. That show ran for almost 10 years. But, I think so. And I think I just stopped watching maybe the last two years of it. And it makes sense because 96, 97, I started getting back into acting. So I wasn't watching TV. Because I'm telling tell you, that whole person of the 90s, I was watching lots of TV and, and I was going to movies because I wasn't actually performing. I wasn't an, I was an actor. I saw myself as a family man, took my kids out, and da da da. So definitely Roseanne was one of the shows that I watched, a few that I did watch. So tell me another one that you liked back in '88. Um, well, this is one that I really enjoyed. I thought it was funny, it was very witty, it was wry, uh, was Married with Children. It actually started in '87, went for 10 seasons. So it was kind of getting on a roll there in 1988, and I have to tell you, Al Bundy is still funny to this day. I I'll definitely agree with you on Married with Children. That's the one of the shows I watch. I love Married with Children. I think I got on that bad wagon in this year. I don't think I watched it when it first started. I think when the all hype came out the second season, because I think when I got involved with it, the show had been established, so. That would make sense in 88 that I was, I, I was watching that show. It was so raunchy, and they were they were pointing on things that we us guys would love, you know, like boobs, butts, and just being bullied. Sticking your hand and in your like, pants and just sitting there yeah, watching just, TV you know, and having a beer. <laughs> you, you, never, you, never see, you never see a guy talk to his wife like Al Bundy did to – and she was pretty cute. I mean, I'm not into that type of style of woman, but, you know, Katie Seagal <laughs> was cute. It was just, she was yeah. just different. And I can see guys can get into that. And she into the fact that Al did not like hitting it, which was funny. It, I thought it was funny, you know. And then, of course, that their daughter was a complete, but was she really, did she, was she just look like one or was she really uh, uh, a slut? I, I, I don't know. It wasn't like you see guys jumping out of bedroom window, but she just dressed trashy. And, yeah, she, you know, they intonated it over and over again, and Bud was like the guy who should have hair growing on his palms, but you never really knew. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's just, it was just something that I noticed. That I do know that it may make her look like she was a you know a floozy, but like what well, I didn't see with a lot of different guys. I I did like the, the one that comes out of mind right now is where uh, Kelly had a bad boy, boyfriend cheating on her at the movie theater, and all she says, "Daddy," and his and. Al Bunny got up and just started beating the hell out of the kid in the theater, which in the real life he would have gone to jail for beating under an underage kid. <laughs> but I just love because I, I always said if that ever happened to me, my daughter says, "Daddy, beat that boy up," because I would have done it too. I just love he just got up without missing a beat 
and just beat the snot of that kid in the theater. I still see that scene in my mind. I can just play it over my mind over and over. And what there's still things. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed the dynamic between the neighbor, uh, which at first was uh, Marcy and her husband Steve, then it became um, Jefferson. And yes. I enjoyed the dynamic that Marcy brought to the house because Al just flat out did not like her. Mm-hmm. And he would always make jokes about how she had chicken legs and um, did, um, you know, this she was and that. Like he would a always boy. talk about She was built like a boy, yeah. You know, so Jefferson, what's it like being married to a little boy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. <laughs> Definitely so, one of the best comedies of of the '80s, far as original original storyline, because you mm-hmm. had this typical uh, sitcom setup, but you just twisted it with a boy that's perverted, which I love. You know, Bundy. But where was, was what's the son's name again? See, I don't remember. Bud. Bud. <laughs> and uh, I just got a kick out of it. I just I got a kick out of the whole show. I did I did like it. Their whole run of it. And Definitely. I, I enjoyed one more thing I really enjoyed about it was Buck the dog because whenever they would talk to him, they would they would like pan to the dog and then they'd have like a voice for him, like oh I didn't ask to be here you know something like that but you know <laughs> Buck the dog would talk, but only the audience could hear it you know, so that <laughs> was that was pretty funny. All right, so we wow. agree. Married with Children, awesome show. Oh yeah, definitely. It's up there with okay. one of the best of, of of the '80s. You know, uh, now here's a show that I am going to bring up. It actually premiered in '87, so in '88 it was still in this first season before the fall. So I'm just just trying to give you an idea. Like you said, these shows, some of these shows started in '87 or even earlier, but it premiered on September 28, 1987, in syndication. Now, this show here I'm going to talk about had the biggest opening of any syndicated show in the world. I, I, I'm not sure if it's still a record today. I don't know. I don't think so. But can you name this TV show? Wow. In syndication in 1988 or 87, 88? Yeah. And now keep in mind, syndicated television, is it's like – it's not the three networks or even kind of like three and four. It's, it's, it's those channels that are like local – Independent channels that would show original shows. That's syndicated for those who don't know. So do you have – I'm going to give you one guess. Uh, Cheers. Actually, Cheers was on NBC. We premiered a couple of years earlier. This is I'm talking about Star Trek Gen- Next Generation. Oh, okay. 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 Now, those who know me, I'm not a big Star, big Star Trek fan. I'm more of a Star Wars fan. But unfortunately, my uh, – my wife, or at the time, no, she was my wife at that point. No, she's my girlfriend. Um, was a big Star Trek fan, so I had to watch it with her. I could not stand the show, <laughs> except, <laughs> except. But I do have there's an asterisk by it though. I, every episode I couldn't stand unless there was a Borg or Q in it. I'll watch those episodes because oh, I like okay. Q. I like Q, and I, I, Q was introduced in the very first episode. So, ooh, I thought he'd be a running character in the very next mm-hmm. episode. He wasn't in it. Like, I, I ain't watching it. So and then I discovered about the Borg. So I told my wife at time, hey, anytime the Borg comes on show or Q, I'll watch it with you because the only ones I would watch. Only thing. So, how, did you watch Star Trek: Next Generation? I rarely did, but I know who Q is, mm-hmm. and I, I did enjoy the character very much. And I like Data. 
I thought Data was a great character and played very well by Brent Spiner. But mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, I wasn't a big fan of uh, the Star Trek Next Generation, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a uh, I won't say an acquired taste. It's just it's sci-fi. I'm not a big fan of sci-fi shows, and mm-hmm. it's. It's, it, that'd be a great subject to talk about. What's my problem with sci-fi movies? Maybe it's just the the notion of yeah, you know, put your belief to the side. You know how that goes. Like, yeah, you know, this is just you know suspended uh, belief. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I keep crashing that word. Yeah, but that exactly. And with Star Trek, I had a hard time because they always try over-explain stuff. Where just blow it up. Well, that's Star Wars for you. You know, I don't yeah. need you know all this all this political stuff and blah blah blah. You know, we're trying to preserve their planet, so. We're going to use this photon laser to reverse off the sun, therefore not involved. You know, it, 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 ah, it drove me crazy. It drove me Just crazy. Just use the schwartz. Yeah, it, and then the fact that I love <laughs> and, and, and like I always tease my wife. I go, oh, they got 10 minutes. They got to solve this problem. We're in part two. <laughs> if we continue, we got to finish. We got to wrap the storyline up. And, and every episode, they, they solve the problem within 15 minutes. Which of course that's a whole part of, of a TV show, but I just I just had a problem with, with Star Trek, except for the Borg right, computer. Right. That was okay. It. And that's all well, to say about it. the program I mentioned a moment ago was one of my favorites through the '80s. Uh, was Cheers? I love. I mean, everybody knows the theme song. Mm-hmm. You can sing mm-hmm. it, and everybody loved the characters of Coach. Of Sam, of Diane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody is common with the, with the phrase, "Hey, Norm," you know, "Norm," yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and Norm's one-liner that opened the show every time he showed up at the bar, and um, it was just great. And then Woody Harrelson later on made it even funnier. I thought, yeah, I Cheers thought was Harrelson, one, yeah, Cheers is one of the shows I only was interested in the show because it was from the writers of Arthur. The movie Arthur, because it came oh, out. Really? Cheers started in '82. It came out in 1982, so it's fresh off the heels of Arthur, and that's the only reason why I wanted to check it out because of that. I love Arthur, so that drew me to the show, and I liked it. I Diane drove me up the freaking wall, but that was the whole point of her character. <laughs> but I yeah. did like Cheers, and I did watch it all the way to the final episode. That's one show. I, I I guarantee if I pull up any episode, there's like almost a 95% chance I've seen it. I think I've seen all the episodes. I watch them when they, when they air, and even reruns. So it's one of the few shows that I – well, that's not even the same anymore because I binge on a lot of TV shows now. But let's talk about the shows in the, in the 80s. There's, there's only a handful I've seen every single episode. And one I can say up and down I've seen every episode is, is uh, Three's Company is one I watch every single episode. Because every time I've seen this one, I've seen this one, and, and MASH. I can say I've seen this one, I've seen this oh, one. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are two good ones to watch yeah, a lot so. of. Yeah, so cheers. I, I like the whole concept of a raging alcoholic owning a bar. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's great. But ah, but he quit drinking. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hear everybody out there saying he didn't drink anymore. That's right, he had quit drinking. But it's just the interesting dynamic of him not drinking, and it, yet he owned the bar, and he always had like the mineral water or, or water that he was mm-hmm. drinking and. Um, it's an interesting did he ever go off the wagon on the show? Did he ever, did he ever break down? I, I I wonder if he did. I think he did. I don't Didn't think he... so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe near the end when he was having uh, when he was having the pretending like Kirstie Alley. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, oh. All right. Okay. That's actually pretty. And you're 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 touching on something that a lot of people don't know. NBC rules the '80s with comedy shows. They, yeah. Thursday nights was the night for TV, and you got all your best comedies on Thursday night. I don't know why it worked out that way, but Thursday night comedies, you know, like you mentioned, Cheers is one of them. And one of my favorites, which I love, and actually um, it has one of the people that used to be on Cheers. I'm talking about um, Harry Anderson on Night Court. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Night Court did premiere in 84, but it was in 88. It's one of those shows that I love that show. It was so funny. And it's like going down uh, – not Mary Lane, but actors who are, who are like just extras are now like big celebrities, man. Brent Spiner got his role on Star Trek because of his role on Night Court. Really? Yes. If you can see his, his scene on YouTube, just type in – Brent Spiner, uh, Night Court, and that audition—that was pretty much his audition. His performance of that character, that backwater weird dude, got in the role on Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's a that's a good piece of uh, trivia. I like that. But John Lorquette uh, on Night Court was he not the funniest person on that show? I love John Lorquette. He was Lorquette. the best. I love John Lorquette as well. I, mm-hmm. I when he got his own program, I really liked it. The John Larroquette show, it, it didn't last very long, but it was really good. I thought he was hilarious. He got a couple of movies out of the whole being on Night Court thing, and I I thought he was just the best thing on the show. All right, okay, I'm putting a warning. A, a parent advisor, I'm about to say something maybe controversial. John Larroquette was in a movie that he had one line in the whole movie, and it made me laugh. Because how he is on Nightcore, because he's nothing like the character in this movie. He was in, ready for this? He was in the movie Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay? He was one of the, he was in the scene where um, the guy was going back and forth and experiencing slavery, not slavery, but racism towards black people, um, Jew, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Okay? Yeah, was he, he was, one of the KKK people? Yes, he, his line was, we got you now, nigga. I just, <laughs> it's not funny but his character is nothing like him at all i just thought it was crazy that he that was him in that movie but that was his line in 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 uh twilight on the movie and seeing him on night court just makes me laugh it's so freaking cool but yeah john lowercat uh, i can who else was in night court i can go down the list but definitely uh one of the good shows was night court of 80 again night lineup. yes she's a, she was a comic and that was her first break on television and she did a great job with Bull. All the, oh my goodness, she replaced the the old lady that died. It's, that's, it's just like just like Cheers. You had the old coach. No, you're you're thinking of uh, the lady who played Roz. Marky Post was uh, the the lawyer that was oh. opposite of Dan. Oh yeah, okay, sorry, I was on a roll. It was it was bound to happen. I know you were you, you were just moving, but I had to stop you. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. No I appreciate problem. it. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for making me look like a jerk. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so you you pick Night Court, and I'm gonna pick one that that we talked about in preparation for this, and mm-hmm. uh, that you didn't like, but I really dug, and I I could probably say I watched every episode. Was Alf? Yeah, I, I yeah, 
I'd love to hear your, your take on you. that. Okay. What is Alf's name? Alf stood for alien life form, and that's what they called him. But what was his name? What? Okay, you're asking a person um, who never watched a, sh- a show. Never. You didn't even give it a chance at all. Let me, take a while, let me just take a wild guess. Is it Gordon Shumway or something like that? Gordon Shumway. That's right. <laughs> Sponsored by Google. <laughs> Sponsored by Google. <laughs> You're like, let me pretend I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna throw Alf, me on the bus. But I would never guess that. I would never yeah, guess that. But Alf was um, the alien life form. Uh, he was this fuzzy, cat-eating uh, alien who crash-landed on Earth. Cats. He ate cats. And the Loman family uh, – no, no, Willie Loman. That's death of a salesman. What was <laughs> – Willie was the guy's name, but I don't remember their last name. But they had a family cat, and he was always chasing it around, and they had to watch Alf because he would try to eat the cat because that's what they ate on his planet, cats. So did he ever eat a cow on the show, or they just kept teasing that? Because that's that's a little they crazy. They kept teasing it. They kept teasing it. I would I, I would have said I would, if you said there's one episode he ate a cat, I would watch that just to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not actually get to eat the cats, oh, but he goodness. wanted to very badly. Well, but, I'm sorry, we jumped over something that real quick. I was going to bring back. With the married with children, also got to keep in mind this is the, the in the second year that Fox Television was new. Now everybody knows Fox TV now, but back they they try to start a, a fourth network. And back in 1987, you only had three major networks: ABC and CBS. And then you have your local independent stations, right? But Fox was yeah. trying to take over certain independent stations to be the fourth network. So they tried to do all kinds of crazy shows. And one of the shows that came out that in 88, which I will watch, I did watch all the time. That was America's Most Wanted. How how'd you like that show, America's Most Wanted? I watched that with my mom like every weekend because my mom was all into this kind of stuff, like who was wanted. And she, do you remember back in the 80s when people had scanners? I had one. I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would, but I yeah, had, everybody had a scanner, so they knew. Oh man, so and so got busted this past weekend, and one mm-hmm. time, one time, just for like Joe Piscopo and uh, Johnny Dangerously, this one time, my mother caught me speeding because she was listening to the scanner. One time, <laughs> so I got I got home and she goes, "Anything interesting happened on the way home?" And I said, "No." She goes, "Why did you get pulled over?" And I'm like, "What?" And they had called in my license on the uh, the scanner. But the guy, I didn't. I said, "Well, I didn't get a ticket or anything." She goes, "Juan, you were all over the radio. I'm so embarrassed of you." And I'm like, "Oh man." I I, I so believe that. I, I I really do believe she really said that. <laughs> she but did. The, the the thing about America's Most Wanted, which is always funny, because it aired Sunday night, and Monday the next day, everybody's like looking for these people they saw on television, and here's right for this. This is so freaking true. Okay, we gotta remember America's Most Wanted. They reenact these scenes. Okay, right. they reenact these scenes. Okay. I had a, a coworker working for American Island Airlines who was an actor. He played one of the people that was the bad guy that they're looking for. And he said he hated it because every so often someone called police. If he's at a restaurant, 
because they said they found the guy they saw on television. So it always would hang him up that, you know, hey, I'm not the dude. I just played, the, I just played them on the show, man. The name didn't match. I thought it was so funny that he, he, is, that he was an actor that despised that role. I know, I'm sure it's not a problem now, but for that freaking three months, oh, my goodness. He did not like American Real Swan. He was all happy we got the, got the gig, but <laughs> – he booked it all right. Yeah. He booked it all right. But uh, I just want to touch on Fox a little bit more because there's a lot of shows that was really that's still around today that started back in '88. Can you name that show that started in 1988 that's still on to this day? Started back in '88 and is still on to this day. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I think you're trying to trick me. Mm. Did it start on a different program? Yes, it did. Ah, uh, you fooler, McFoolerson. That would be The Simpsons. Yes. And what's the name of that on show? The Tracy Ullman show. Now, people, you want to have an acid trip? Watch the first year of The Simpsons. They do not look like they do now. I'm talking about no, the Tracy Ullman show. How they drew the cartoon characters are not how they are now. And those cartoons were funny. You know why that show got picked up as a series? Because it was. It, I watched the Tracy Ullman show just for the Simpsons bit, just to watch the Simpsons. And I don't even think yeah. they were called Simpsons. I don't remember they were called the Simpsons. But uh, I do mm-hmm. remember. That's a question. I do remember this though. I remember the day the show premiered. I think it premiered in '89. The, the Simpsons wouldn't have their own series. And also it sucked because on that same day that The Simpsons premiered, the, the Flash TV series started. So I'm like, I, 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 was it like I, I didn't think about recording it. I was going back and forth trying to watch both of them, which was like, which is idiotic. But yeah, The Simpsons started in 1988. That's when the show started. Or, you know, that's on Tracy Ullman's show. That's pretty awesome. That's a, yeah. that, 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 that's a good bit of trivia, too. But yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of the Flash, uh, John Wesley Ship, was, that was an awesome show for the time. Yeah, that came out eighty nine. That's yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. But uh, well, one program that was airing during nineteen eighty eight started a few years earlier that we'll talk about now. Going back to NBC, in part of that Thursday schedule was Mr. Jello Pudding Pops himself, the Cosby Show. Oh man, I got mixed feelings about this show. Why is that? Oh, because I liked the show at first, but my dad just idolized Bill Cosby. You know, he, he always saw us as that type of family. At the time, I didn't realize that the show did something that was rare for a, a black predominant TV show. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby made an effort. Not ever. He made sure there was no negative stereotypes or ne- ne- or negative characters on his show. I don't know if you knew that or not. So it was always positive in that situation, but there was never a negative character on the show. I thought that was pretty interesting. But burn out on that whole, you know, Jello pudding Goody, stuff. Goody. Yeah, and I liked some of it, and I think in the later years I just. Grew out of it. I just didn't care for it. But the first year was great. Don't get me wrong. The first year of the, of the Cosby Show, awesome. It was it broke records. Everybody was watching it. Everybody was watching the Cosby yep. Show. Yep. Thursday night up again. Exactly. Thursday nights. Cosby Show. Yeah. It ran to, I think, the, into the early 90s, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think. Definitely. And I, don't, I don't mean to take to skip you, but 
kind of piggybacking on the Cosby show was a different world mm-hmm. that it was airing in 1988, which at first was supposed to be Lisa Bonet, uh, her character moving on to college. And she fell out of grace with uh, Bill Cosby because she did a certain movie. Do you remember that mm-hmm. movie? Oh, that was Angel Heart with um, Angel Robert Heart with Nick York. Directed yeah. by uh, Alan Parker. Yeah, I know the Very movie. good. Yeah, and <laughs> she, did, she did a topless scene, and Bill Cosby was like, yeah, you're not going to – you're not coming back. Yeah. So, so she, she – well, she ended up leaving a different world, but she ended up coming back as Denise later on on the Cosby show, which is kind of strange. Oh, they had to. Say. They had to bring her. Yeah, yeah they ended up bringing her back. But, okay, what actress got her start as uh, Oscar-winning actress got her start, first first big start on A Different World? She was in the first season. Oscar-winning. Okay, Oscar-winning. It's not many black actresses that won an Oscar, so it had to be Halle Berry. I didn't say she's black. Oh, you didn't? I just assumed because of the Cosby show. Who? Marissa Tamai. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're uh, you're yes, you're right. As soon as you said it, yes, I totally agree with you. Yes, you're right. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. That's why they say that um, a lot of people uh, were surprised that she was even nominated for uh, best supporting actress for uh, My Cousin Vinny, because the only thing she'd done before that was A Different World. Rumor has it that name was said on accident. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into that, but yeah, they, they said Jack Palance, who uh, was announcing it, that uh, either he wasn't wearing his glasses or um, he couldn't actually read it very well and couldn't mm-hmm. see the uh, teleprompter. So he just said the last name that he'd read, which was Marissa Tamai's name. So, <laughs> All right. Who knows? Here are the sh- I got I got a show that is it wasn't on for very long, but I did watch it because it was again in my mindset I'm I'm a family man now I got a kid coming and you know just being a dad now, and there was a show called Just the Ten of Us that that was on the air. I don't know if you ever heard of this show. Have you seen this show? Yes, yes. Uh, my favorite my favorite thing about that movie or that that show was that Nancy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of his daughters. Yeah, and also the blonde girl was in a in a Elm Street movie. She was in the Dream Warriors. There's two girls from that cast that was in the Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. You know the girl was the the one that was always going to run off with guys, the blonde girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was in in I think the Dream Warriors. She was in definitely one of those movies. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool that they're both on the Just the Ten of Us. Now, the reason I like Just the Ten of Us because I like the dad, how he dealt with boys. He did this test, which I thought was so funny, that anytime a boy comes over for dinner, he does the chicken test. No boy has ever passed a chicken test. Do you, know, do you remember the scene? There was no. at the dinner table, and he says, okay, oh, so here, oh, here you go, son, have some chicken. Do you prefer breast or thigh? And they're, like, they're all, all, like, oh, all freaking out. He goes, I'll have a drumstick, and the dad's all disappointed because he picked a, a drumstick to fire a breast, which I thought was – it was a stupid joke, but it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. It's the only thing I remember from that TV show. Okay, I got a trivia question for you. All right. 
lots of trivia tonight because I love TV. But was this show a spinoff? Yes or no? Yes. The coach was on another show on Growing Pains. There you go. Man, you're on it tonight, doggone it. I swear I didn't. I didn't. I just know that because I watched the show. I watched. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Growing Pains, but I, I uh, definitely. Um, I definitely, definitely like watched uh, watch it enough. Exactly. I, I got a little yeah. thumb there. All right. Well, here's a show that also came out um, was out during this time that I really was looking forward to it. I thought it would be awesome. I can't believe it would be on television, be on every week. It was a terrible show. I'm talking about Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, yeah. I was a big Freddy fan back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was too. I, th- I, think, I think I got too involved, you know, to say the least. But that's, you know, that's beside the point. But anyway, uh, yeah, Freddy's nightmares were not very nightmarish. He had gone they were, way. They were anthology. He had jumped the shark. <laughs> it jumped the shark before he even went on the air. Because I watched the first right. episode. Like, he was like, yeah, our next episode, our next story. i like, you're not in it? <laughs> Like, you're just a host? You're, you're just the female version of Elvira? Nah, dude, come on, man. The male version the, of Elvira. <laughs> terrible, man. Mister of the Dark. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, exactly. It was, ter- it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a terrible show. It was a very, very – I was disappointed on so many levels on, on, on Freddy's Nightmares. It was nothing – nothing got me interested in that show at all okay now um i have to say this one show ended this year and it, it kind of closed the era of my youth and i'm going to bring it up because i'm not sure if you watched the show either but this show ended in 1988 it's about four girls at a boarding school with mrs garrett can you name that show you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. You would sing that life. song. When the world never... Yeah, I can do it, man. I got I, it. I, I don't know why I watched the show. I just... I don't know why I watched it. I didn't really like it, but I watched it every... <laughs> you had a crush on Tootie. No, actually, I didn't. I did not have a crush on Judy. I was... I like... Um, Joe. What's her name? Joe. Yeah, I liked her. Cause uh, I didn't like I didn't like um, Blair, cause I saw her characters didn't it seemed like the same characters. She did a movie in a, in like in 1979 called The Double MacGuffin. She was in that movie, and mm-hmm. I just felt that she didn't really do much as an actor. She doesn't act now, and she I think she was she wasn't even acting on this show. I said I didn't I didn't like the character. I just didn't like Blair's character. You know, it just seemed like they always. Mm-mm. I didn't care for it. Typecaster, I definitely, yeah, typecaster. Yeah. Now, uh, I did yeah. like – I mean, I did watch the show. I don't know why. Maybe there's a remnant of um, freaking – what's her name? The uh, Mrs. Garrett from Different Strokes was, was one of my favorite shows. Was yeah. my favorite show. Definitely. Well, I did have a crush on Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you would. Yeah. <laughs> Tootie, baby. Which is cool. All right, man. Okay, here's a um, 
another one. I got one. Class. I got one. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry, go. Go I'm sorry. Moonlighting. Some Moonlighting. Al Jarreau just passed away. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Now, this is one of the shows I think we talked about before. Maybe it wasn't with you, but I really like this show. David, that's a, that's a, that was his character's name. I forgot the last name. Was always trying to get into that girl's pants. And all oh, that. Yeah, it just, I just love the chemistry of them, of that whole thing. I loved it. As soon as they hooked up, I stopped watching the show. I, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I think the day they hooked up, I stopped watching the show. They should have never hooked up. And I think the show went downhill after that. I think it ended the next year in 89. Because it, 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 it removed all the tension. Yes. You know, you, you, you got to have some tension, some, something to keep drawing us back. And what they did was they took away all the tension and said, they're together. And everybody's like, oh, well, that's not really what we wanted it, but that's not really what we wanted. Yeah. But it was, it was such a great show. And I, I like the theme song. I like the acting in it. Bruce Willis, I mean, was at some of his comedic best at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was he and Sybil Shepherd played well off one another. The episode I remember more than anything else was the one where they did uh, kind of like a Kiss Me Kate type thing. Like they're in the twenties. Uh, they're in the twenties. Yeah, well, they were in uh, black well, and white. It was like a black and white. Taming of the Shrew. Oh yeah. You remember that one? I do remember that one? So it was David and Maddie. That was their names, right? David and Maddie. Yep. Oh, David, cool. yeah, David and Maddie, and that's but when I, I really like started liking um, Mr. Bruce Willis because I think that's the same year that Die Hard came out, '88. I might be wrong. I might be wrong on that. I think it was '88 or '89. Have to look that up. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Now, uh, I would say this next show I would say was probably one of my favorites, if not at least in the top three. And I watched this all the way up to the show ended. I don't know why. I just love it. I'm not even into this type of show. It was L.A. Law. And I, can't ex- I cannot explain what it was. I think I got caught in the storyline. And I can't remember the whole storyline now. You know how sometimes you come across an episode, you watch it, and you, you just get – next thing you know, you're just watching it every other week? That's how soap operas get you. And I think L.A. Yeah. Law is one of those – it was just a nighttime soap opera, just like Dallas, Knott's Landing, Dynasty. And I felt L.A. Law was a different take on that. And I just, I just got immersed in that show. I love it all. It was one of my favorite shows of the of the of the eighties, definitely in my top. I just know Jimmy Smith was on it, Blair Underwood, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Larry Drake, mm-hmm. uh, Corbin Burnson. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I loved him. He was a jerk in that show, but I liked him so much. But mm-hmm. I, I can can I say I ever watched one episode? No. Yeah, it's okay. You know, you know, quality I mean, is not something you into. Oh, I guess so. I do hang out with you. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna guess a show. I'm gonna guess a show, and I'm I'm gonna people. I don't know if he's seen this show, but just the type of show this is, I'm gonna put twenty that he's. He, this is one of the shows that he liked to watch. It's not. It's not a set of a joke. It's a real TV show. Okay. I'm gonna ask you: Did you or did you not watch a show called Sledgehammer? Ah, Sledgehammer. Yes, I did. Yeah. 
<laughs> my wife and I rented that from the library a few years oh ago. My and well, not rented, but borrowed it from the library, or whatever. And uh, she was like, "Why did I like this?" And I was like, <laughs> "That's a knee slapper." Well, that's when you don't do that. Okay, people, if you like a show in your youth, leave it in the don't past. Watch. Yep. Don't remember it as it was. Exactly. I learned my lesson on one TV cartoon show that I loved to death, and then when I heard that MTV is going to start showing at midnight, I was all excited. I'm going to watch it, and that was Speed Racer. And yeah, I'm not doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I like this show. Why? It's, what was wrong with me? <laughs> That's why I won't go back and watch L- um, uh, Miami Vice. I love that show. I won't touch that show. I'll never watch that again. Uh, that Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. I got one for you that I really enjoyed and that uh, in my uh, – like our high school yearbook or whatever, it said – what will they be doing in 20 years? And they said that I would be taking this teacher's place on this television program. And it was Charlie, Charlie's place on head of the class. So it was head of the class, of course, that I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I Dick, love that Was that, that on the air in 88? It was on the air in 88. Yes, it was. And, but by that time, Billy, um, oh, what's his name? Billy Conley had taken uh, Howard Hessman's place. Ah, oh, see. Mm. Yeah. But I, I love that show. I thought it was so cool. The advanced class, the geeks, everybody else would have thought of them as geeks, but, you know, they were, they were cool in their own way. And one of the, one of those kids turned out to be, well, of course he was and, uh, is Dan Schneider, who creates a lot of Nickelodeon television nowadays that uh, your grandkids uh, or and my kids and are all and your kids too are watching, you know. Mm-hmm. So Dan Schneider um, has a lot of programming on Nickelodeon, and he just cre- keeps creating one great thing after the other that I, I know for sure my daughter loves. So he, he is he is a creative person that came out of that show. I remember Robin Givens, another crush I had. Oh, yeah, she uh, yeah she was cute on that show. And then yeah, we all know those who know about the story. It went down. It went down. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that, people. I try to catch myself. Oh no, that's yeah. okay. But but head of the class was a great program. Uh, for what it was, uh, it, you know, it was not a throwaway comedy because it did have some substance to it, but, um, you know, it was good. It was entertaining. It was a high school comedy. Never got into the show. I, I may have seen one or two episodes, but I didn't follow it, honestly. Not down in the show. I just wasn't into it for whatever reason. Yeah. Just, yeah. Nope. All right. You got another one? Well, you know. Mr. Man? I, I do have one. I'm just trying to find something that just, I just want you. Oh, man, did you know that, that I didn't think about this? And now I'm thinking, yeah, it does make sense. That at that same year of the Freddy versus Freddy Nightmares, Friday the 13th had a TV series also. I guess they're in, they're in competition. Oh, gosh. And that Friday the 13th one was actually much better than Freddy's Nightmares. I, I, that sounds familiar, 
but I just don't remember. I never watched the show, so I don't. Wasn't also an anthology show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah well, they had a group of uh, of like hunters that went after like relics that had been stolen from this place, and they were trying to collect them all back because they all had like bad juju to them or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, they they were they were trying to get these items back. If, if I remember it correctly, but it's been a long time since I watched Friday the 13th, the program. I just saw this meme the other day. I, I never thought I'd be saying a meme, but uh, I saw a meme the other day, and it was Jason with his hockey mask holding a machete, and then he's all glum and looking down, and it's because it's Friday the 12th. Huh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny, but... uh uh, yeah, I li- I enjoyed the Friday Thirteenth program because it had more to it than just you know uh, you know it didn't have Jason introducing more killers or anything like that. It was it was an actual storyline. But mm. it just it it just I don't know those programs don't really connect because you can't have Jason on there every week killing people. You know on regular yeah, TV. Yeah. You, you, think, if you, you would think the executives would have thought about that. How do we do a series of Friday, with Freddy every week or Jason every week? We really can't. Okay, we'll just do anthologies, and that's it. We'll just have the title. And that's pretty much all they bought was a title to just to have that name to get people to check out that show, which I didn't care for. Not for me. I'm <laughs> all down. I didn't care for it. But right, are you ready for this? this? Okay, go ahead, you go. go. No, you go. Please. Uh, this show only had 13 episodes. It lasted one season, and I now want to look more about it, but I did not know that in, in 1988 they did the new Monkeys. Really? I, I yeah. didn't know that either. I just – I it was, oh, well, it, it, had a, it was in syndication. So maybe – oh, I lived okay. in the Bay Area for a while, and I, I don't remember this show at all. I don't even remember the Monkeys, the new Monkeys uh, – TV show. I'm now curious to see more about that. The new monkeys. Yeah, the logo looks totally 80s, big time. I want to see some pictures. That's what I want to see. I'm trying to get some visuals of this one here. But yeah, I never knew that. Never knew they had the um, a remake. That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that either. I'll have to look more into that. Maybe we can talk about it another time because we're we're both like, huh? They had a monkey. Yeah, movie? I just I was like, I didn't know they had such a thing. The new monkeys. Monkeys Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Hey, no, yep. <laughs> but uh, one one show that ended up having a spinoff too was um, Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers was a spinoff of. No, no, no. Had a spinoff come from it. Oh, uh, what? What? Well, let's talk about Perfect Strangers first. It was a story of uh, a guy who whose cousin comes from the Mediterranean. It's a little island called Mipos. And his cousin's name is Balki Baltakamus, and uh, which was played by Bronson Pinchnow. Yes. And do you do you remember? Yeah. And uh, I think um, anyway, this this program was funny. It lasted several seasons. Balki was at you know the the popular name there for a little while. Oh, it's Balki, blah blah blah, and and Bronson Pinchnow got to be in uh, a couple of movies because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, it was 
it was a lot of fun. It was a funny program, you know, fish out of water type thing. But uh, it was a lot of fun. But now, do you have anything to say about Perfect Strangers before I tell you what spinoff came from it? I, I, I've seen a couple episodes, but mm-hmm. I think my wife was more into it than I was. I just didn't show any interest in it. Sorry. Sorry, people. No, 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 no. That's okay. I want to be sure that this started around the same time before I mention it, but it was, um, oh gosh, I lost my, the train of thought. No, it, it was uh, Family Matters. Family, really? Oh, wait, 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 wait. That'd be the, the cop. Yep, but the wife, the wife, was uh, worked at the same newspaper as Larry. Nah, eh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't know. See, okay, look, the wife whose name was Harriet, she w- worked at the paper with Larry in, from Perfect Strangers, and then she just got kind of popular, so they gave her her own show, and it ended up being fam- uh, Family Matters. But it didn't start till '89, so we won't talk about it today. But yeah, it had. A, Perfect Strangers did have a spinoff. It's kind of interesting how shows that you never think of have these tangents of programs that end up becoming uh, spinoffs. No, yeah, well, very... well, that's that's very common. Um, that goes way back into the sixties and seventies, where shows spent like I mean, look at like Mod. Mod spawned. Um, a bunch of TV shows. Is that was that the first one? Mod. Then you had the uh, Happy that off to Happy Days did spin off of a couple of shows. They did Laverne and Shirley, Mark and Mindy, uh, even Chachi and Johnny loves Chachi. Was there another yeah. one? I think that was it. But see, yeah, it's 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 something that's common because they want those fans to carry on. I mean, even now, look for example, Breaking Bad. They did a spin off with Bear Call Saul and it's doing quite well. You know, yeah. Walking Dead. They got the spinoff, which is the Fear of the Walking Dead. So it's it's something that they want the fans to keep watching. So yeah, it's going to be something you know that's going to continue. It's not going to stop. So yeah, you're yeah. right. It's, lots of spinoffs. Lots of spinoffs. Speaking of, there's a program that was out in '88 that was called The Hogan Family, but it originally started as Valerie, and Valerie Harper was the star. But Valerie Harper had a falling out with the producers. And they killed her off. Isn't that freaking awesome that they killed off yeah, the character? Like, yeah. They, they kill off the title character, and they're like, you know what? We'll just call it the Hogan family, bring on Sandy Duncan as the aunt that's going to help the family get back together. And all of a sudden, it's a t- completely different show. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. how that happened. But, I mean, uh, I mean, that would be like me going in and telling my boss, uh, try to do the work without me. And they're like, see you later, chump. We'll hire somebody tomorrow. And that's what they did. But that was mm-hmm. the first time for me seeing Jason Bateman, who has gone on to do lots of great stuff. He had a great show in the early 80s, which I wish was successful, but I might have been the only one in, in America watching, and I love it. It was called It's Your Move. It was a spinoff from Silver Spoons. Or was it? No, no, it just no. It was a whole different character. But he was on Silver Spoons, and then he got yeah. that show. It's your move, which I love. It's your move, and I wish that show stayed on. 
It only lasted for, I think, a season and a half, maybe. Hmm, I never watched that. I did watch yeah, Silver just... Spoons, mm-hmm. but, and I like that. But uh, another good one is Family Ties. I mean, who who would have ever realized that the mom would uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie, of course, and uh, would would uh, go on to do different things and stuff like that. But that the biggest biggest face that would come out of that was Michael J. Fox. It was on Family Ties. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. For some, okay, I have yeah, Family on. Ties. All right, sorry, you lost me there. I'm like, what? Okay, Family Ties. It was it was it turned into the, um, the Michael Fox show. He stole the show. It pretty yeah. much was about a family, and everybody just loved Michael J. Fox, and it and the show revolved around him after the sec after the first season. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that uh, w- um, that when the kids started getting too old, like the young girl um, Tina Yellers, I think was her name <laughs> when she got too old. They ended up having Andy, the baby. Well, they, they do that every show. If you look at the history of TV shows, when all those younger kids get too old, they bring in a younger kid. The Cosby Show did it. Even Mar- Married with Children did the same thing. Um, I can go down the list. I mean, any of those shows that were very, very successful, to, to hurry it up, to have that cuteness in the show, they always throw a kid in there. Always. Always. <laughs> Okay, now there's another program you mentioned that you really like. So tell me more about Miami Vice. Oh, okay. All right. I, okay, Miami Vice, it's, I think this is – it started, I think, in 85 or 86. This is the middle of the 80s. It was that whole – if you want to know the vibe of the style of clothes that everybody tried to capture, Miami Vice did a great job putting in a time capsule. The clothes still looks dated, but you can see how they're it still look nice. The neon lights, the pink, the hot pink colors, all that stuff looked freaking cool. And the and the show itself was one of the most expensive shows to um to be produced back in, in 1988, 85 up to this time because it's like almost like a 200,000 an episode to produce because all high end locations and they put a lot of value in that stuff. And the story, I mean, it was a great drama. It was a crime. It was a crime drama. I loved it. The music, it was a music video every week. And I make fun of a movie called Rocky Four. My advice, always had a little montage of music within all the you know action and stuff like that. One of the, I still think is a great show. The movie remake was terrible. I don't think they could remake into a, like a modernized version of it. I don't think they could. It was just a sign of the times. It's uh, one of those, again, one of my top shows of the 80s is going to be my advice. I love that show. It was a great show. I remember the first time I saw uh, when they when they were going to come out with it. I thought it was a movie preview. Yes, I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be a television program. And then they said coming this fall to NBC, and I'm like, wow. But yeah, I think you're right. They could call something Miami Vice, but to try to make it like the Crockett and Tubbs of that day, uh, you can't do it because it's going to be hokey. Yeah, and they did. They did make a movie a couple of years ago, and it was terrible. Yep. It was uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. 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 Embarrassment, people. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. <laughs> You're giving them no respect. Hey, no respect. All right. We're about to wrap it up here. So I, I want you to, to – all right. I want to hear 
what was your favorite show? Even if we talked about it, I just want you to sell it to the audience. Hey, check out these one or two episodes of this. What would you tell the audience to check out from the 80s, from this genre? What TV show? What would you say? Give it a Definitely try. Definitely Sledgehammer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. He is as a heart attack, people. No, no, no. <laughs> I would say – He's telling the say, whole series right now. <laughs> <laughs> Googling it. That's funny. All right. No, I would say you can go to Netflix. Look up The Wonder Years. Do yourself a favor. It's well-acted, well-written, well-done. It's got great music to it, got great feeling, the family atmosphere. Um, just watch it from the pilot, and you'll see the feeling that comes with the entire program. And anyone who was ever a teenager, which is most of you out there, some of you may have not been a teenager, I don't know. But uh, if you were ever a teenager or preteen, you can, you can feel Kevin Arnold's angst at times, his glory at times and his love he has for Winnie. So, yeah, watch The Wonder Years. If I was going to pick any show, I want you to check out The New Monkeys. <laughs> you would. <laughs> okay. okay uh, the, the one show I would say would be, and it's going to be you surprised I'm going to say this, is The Tracy Allman Show. I would say that oh. show. And the reason being is those, I want you guys to see where a little TV show called The Simpsons got its start and see why, and you'll see why that show got picked up so quickly. You never see anything like it. You never see a family like this before. And the animation is so barbaric. It's, it's, it's almost comical, but it worked. And the show itself, the Tracy Almond show was pretty funny. She came from HBO and she started doing, the, no, no, she went from this show to, to HBO. Sorry, went backwards. But what you get from the Tracy Almond show is she's a, Talented comedian and The Simpsons. So I'm going to say The Tracy Allman Show. Tracy Allman is a great, very versatile actress. Always has been, always great. Now, Tony, tell us where can we find you on the interwebs? Well, people, you can find me online. Just go to Tony underscore Lamar. That's on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Just look up Tony Lamar, comic Tony Lamar. I'm out there, people. And you can find me at uh, IMDB, Juan Jose Aleman II, or just Juan Aleman. Uh, you can also Twitter me at, at Aleman underscore II. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really love talking about television. But if you guys out there have uh, an idea for a program for us, send it to us. Tweet it to me um, or look uh, Tony up on um, Facebook or Twitter and um, send them your ideas of what year you want to talk about, what you want to talk about, and we'll Mm -hmm. get to them. So it's been a pleasure once again, as always, hanging out with you, buddy. Yeah. Um, And uh, for you out there, thanks for hanging with us so late. We'll get back on schedule next week, back to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I've enjoyed this time. Uh, watch Sledgehammer. You won't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be watching Sledgehammer after this episode. People. All right. Once again, you are a- listening to a very special live broadcast of Movie Hype. I meant to play this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's live television. It's live radio, people. And once again, thanks for hanging out, people. We'll see you next time on the 80s hour. hour or so. Later. Peace, people. Peace.